0: This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Happy Thanksgiving week, everyone. If this is your first time with Locked On Boston College, we are a daily Boston College podcast. You are not going to find that anywhere. And you get your host, AJ Black, that's me, who will interview, analyze, give you opinions on everything Boston College. So if you have not done so already, I want you to use your favorite podcast directory, click that little subscribe button, and you're going to be getting all these Boston College episodes sent directly to you. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you could just pause us for just a moment, hit that subscribe button and then rank us a five give us a five-star review, that would be a huge help. It's crazy. You know, with Boston College football in season and basketball and hockey starting, I was figuring, oh, you know what I was going to do for today's episode? I was going to get into hockey. That was my big thing. I was going to go into hockey. Then The weekend happened, and there was so much Boston College sports news for other sports that I'm going to have to get into so many different things today. So that's what I'm going to get into. But I'll start with hockey first because that was the first thing that really happened. Now, hockey was uh, originally planned to play UNH in a home-and-home series this weekend. They were going to play UNH on Friday and at Boston College on Saturday. On Friday evening, we started to hear rumblings. Shout out to my old co-workers at BC Interruption. I think they were the first to scoop this. That Boston College, uh, the game was going to be uh, postponed because there was a questionable um, COVID testing um, result on the UNH team. And, you know, as we've seen across the country, when that happens, they're going to take the side of caution as they should. So they postponed that game. So the first one was off. Then the second game, we were waiting to see if that was going to actually clear or what was going to happen postponed as well. So Boston College did not get any of their games in. You know what? This kind of stinks because UMass and Umaine had a series set for this weekend too. Maine had some questionable results and UMass was able to get those results quick enough and then schedule a series with UConn and play those two games over the weekend. I you know, sometimes this kind of stuff just happens and there's it's just impossible to to gauge what's going to happen, but it stinks that they, they weren't able to do this quick enough so that BC could have made a, uh, other arrangements. So BC hockey is still 0-0, and they're going to play Providence next weekend. So if you're a puckhead, um, unfortunately, you didn't get to start your season. Um, uh, but on the other side, the women's team played really well. They won two games. They won the first one 6-2, and their second game 4-1 in Uh, Her name is Gabby Roy. It's a name to watch out for on that team. She scored four goals this weekend. So congrats to the women's team that played really well. Sorry. The next piece of news has to do with scheduling again, this time with football. Now, earlier this week, we had reported that Louisville was going to have their game against Boston College moved to the end of the season. They were going to play instead of next weekend. They're going to play on December 12th. That happened because Miami had COVID testing, uh, a positive COVID test happened on their team. So they had to shuffle up the schedule and they moved the Louisville BC game amongst a whole bunch of others to the end of the season. Now, if you woke up early on Saturday morning, you saw the news blowing up between Clemson and Florida state, that their game was going to be postponed because of a positive COVID test on the Clemson side. Sounds like it was a offensive lineman that had it and Clemson couldn't, um, contact trace who he had been in contact with. So Florida State's medical team and Clemson's medical team couldn't come up with a clear decision on the game, so it was postponed. You saw all the players jumping onto Twitter. Amari Rogers had, I like, think, just a couple dots. You saw Trevor Lawrence said it wasn't because of us. The truth is all in between. We don't. We're never going to get an answer because of all the you know privacy issues that go along with that. But what happened because of that? was a whole bunch of games got shuffled again. That you know, with BC we've been lucky all year with BC being, you know, clean with their testing and luckily their opponents have been pretty clean. We haven't had to move things around, but if you've watched college football, you've seen what happened around the nation. So BC finally got kind of that that rub where they've been it had to move their game. So the game that was originally supposed to happen this Friday that was eventually moved to December 12th against Louisville is now back to this week. But on Saturday, and that's all just because of the way the ACC is scheduling. You know, you need to get Clemson their games in because they're going to be a um, ACC titled contender and they're going to need to make sure that they have as many games as they can get. Same thing with Miami. They're going to put precedence on those games. You know, you saw, um, I think it was Duke and Wake Forest at Wake Forest. I believe that game was canceled and now Wake is allowed to just go out of conference you know, if that kind of happened, you we could have BC versus UMass. So keep an eye on some things because with t- scheduling getting a little tighter near the end of the year, if BC is not allowed to get that game in against, say, like UVA, there's a possibility that UMass could end up on their schedule. But anyways, back to the, the Louisville game. It's now on Saturday this week. The time is at 4 p.m. It's going to be on the ACC network. If you watched this weekend, Louisville had a really good game against Syracuse, who looked pretty bad. I stayed at home, and it was a Friday night, and, you know, with COVID regulations, I'm like, whatever game is on, I'm going to watch. So I watched that game, and I watched the ending of Minnesota and Purdue. Whoa, that game was a mind-blowing ending in itself. But Syracuse lost 30-0. They looked terrible. Louisville did their job, you know they um mikhail Cunningham looked really good, two two out well came back uh they definitely look like they're ready to play b c and going into this weekend, they're a two point favorite over b c which i think is nuts um you know, <laughs> Louisville is three and six and b c is five and four, and they're playing at b c and Louisville is without uh j v and Hawkins, their star running back so that game is now back on to Saturday, so I had this whole plan for this Thanksgiving week to kind of take it easy. We're going to talk about basketball, talk about hockey, maybe look at a little recruiting. Well, I can't really because we're back into <laughs> we're back into game week again. So I'm going to have I'm going to be talking to the Louisville guys from SI, so Matt McGavick, uh, who covers Louisville for their Louisville Report. He's going to be on. I'll be talking to Eric Hof's about this week. Um, So it's going to be another packed week. Plus, on top of that, Boston College is playing Villanova on the 25th. And hockey's back against Providence. So there is so much we have to cover. And so after the break, uh, in a moment, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, this upcoming game against Louisville. Because I think it's a really fascinating game. And really will show where Boston College is. So you're not going to want to miss that. But before we do, I want to talk about Coors Light. Coors Light is the beer that I use when I need to chill. Now, Coors Light is ice cold. It's perfect. Even if your team isn't playing, you can grab that ice cold Coors Light. As I said, on Friday night, I was watching Syracuse and Louisville for reasons I don't even know, just because it's sports. And I love sports. I'm so glad that sports is back on TV. Now, I just turned that on, and I just grabbed an ice cold Coors Light, and it was perfect. Coors Light is cold lagered cold-filtered, and cold-packaged. It's literally made to chill. Now, it's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, and it's perfect for a moment to unwind. So whether you're watching a ACC game, the NFL, whatever you can find on TV, Coors Light is perfect because it is made to chill. And it's one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Again, get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company. Golden, Colorado. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. We are talking about the newly scheduled game between Boston College and Louisville, which was, as I said earlier, supposed to happen in two weeks. Well, it's happening in six days. So get ready for BC and Louisville. Louisville is three and six. They're a team that has definitely underperformed because this was a team that was a top 25 team going into the season, and they have been a complete disaster this year. They have lost games that they have no business losing, including losing to Pittsburgh, Louisville, Georgia Tech, and Virginia. So they've got some pretty bad losses. And when you look at the team, especially when you look at that offense, you have to say to yourself, how is this team so bad? Because I remember when we watched BC versus Louisville last year, we saw a team that was on the verge of really coming out of their shell. Scott Satterfeld took... Uh, Bobby Petrino's squad and really gave them some grit and some speed and an edge last year. And they came out looking really good and, you know, they had a quarterback. Mikael Cunningham was already in the talk for, you know, one of the best ACC quarterbacks. He was a dual threat that could throw and run and Atwell And, you know, Des Fitzgerald were their two great wide receivers. They had Javi and Hankins Hawkins, excuse me, their running back who, you know, was ready to, you know, go toe-to-toe for Travis Etienne as one of the best running backs in the ACC, and then it exploded. It just completely exploded. And you look at the team, and you can see why. There's one specific statistic that has dictated why Louisville has played so poorly this year, and it is turnovers. Louisville is second from the bottom in the country in turnovers. They're 125th in turnovers, with 21 turnovers. That's just a little above Duke, and we saw how poorly Duke plays. Now, you look at their quarterback, Mikael Cunningham. He's thrown 11 interceptions this year. That's not going to cut it in the ACC. And against a team like Boston College, this statistic I think will dictate the game on Saturday. Okay, Boston College all year long, Jeff Hafley has talked about, the turnover is what our defense lives and dies by. We saw it against Notre Dame. Against Notre Dame, they couldn't get off the field, but they had three turnovers, and that was enough to keep them in the game. And Notre Dame, as we saw, was a very disciplined, good team. Louisville is not that. And I see them as a team that is ripe for Boston College to pick apart. You know what I mean? So they have a team that turns over the ball. BC is a team that takes the ball away. I just don't see Louisville having much of a chance of stopping Boston College. But then again, you know, maybe they got a little momentum against Syracuse. You know, winning a game 30-nothing and against a team Boston College struggled against. I know Dracovic was hurt, but that shows me that Louisville may be turning in the right direction because they completely dominated Syracuse. They they knocked Jacoby and Morgan, their quarterback, out of the game. They didn't allow Syracuse to do much of anything. And I just thought oof, maybe maybe this is the wrong time to get BC. But here's where another piece I think Boston College will improve and be on the right track, and it's the offense. Djokovic, as we saw, had a separated shoulder that he suffered uh, earlier this month against Clemson when he got hit. He's been playing the last two weeks with a separated shoulder that's been healing. He says it wasn't that bad, but who knows what type of separated shoulder he has. I'm not a doctor. But giving him a week off, you know, letting him rest that a little bit should give him much more confidence and hopefully improve the way he played. Because against Clemson, he was good, and then he got hurt, and we kind of fell apart. We saw against Syracuse and Notre Dame, he had his moments, but he wasn't his normal, you know, pinpoint self. And hopefully that two weeks is going to give him a chance to really get himself in gear. For a team like Louisville, who's had good chance. they've They've played well at times on defense. Remember, this is a defense that did hold Notre Dame to 12 points. The same Notre Dame that just scored 45 against BC. So they have that in them. Now, I still think Boston College is going to be the favorite in this game. I know that the Vegas odds have them at, at Louisville as the favorite by two points. I just see BC as being too strong in this game. I think, off of a bye week, a chance to reset. They were so, you know, halfway talked about. They were worn down. They played nine straight games after the inability to uh, prepare for the summer and to really train the ways that they normally would. Getting that break is going to be huge for this team. You're going to see a fresher Boston College product out there and one that's not going to hopefully make as many mistakes because they've had the chance to rest. Now, some people have asked me, you know, the switching around the games, is that going to affect Boston college? I don't think so because I think if you look at their way of, of planning, as long as they knew by yesterday, Jeff Halfley can put his game plan in place with the normal time constraints that he usually uses. You need to have that Sunday to Friday routine that he's going to have. And he's going to be able to do that now with the team. We're going to get a chance to talk to Jeff Halfley later this week, I will, excuse me, and I'll get you more information. If there's anything that you want me to ask Jeff Halfley, if there's something that you're interested in, let me know. I'll see if maybe it's something I can ask him. You can email me at bostoncollegesi at gmail.com, or you can DM me at LockedOnBC. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, at LockedOnBC. Lots of different things that are going on there. I have lots of different little features that I'm doing. So if you're on Twitter, go to LockedOnBC, or you can email me at bostoncollegesi before we hit our third topic I just want to kind of jump around the ACC a little bit and talk about this weekend because I, I as I said I watched the Louisville game college football weekends for me I'm usually I've got either the game, a game on while I'm kind of doing stuff around the house I'm you know checking along on Twitter or on my phone if I have other things going on so I I, I was able to watch I saw NC state beat Liberty I have to I have to eat a humble pie a piece of humble pie here because I had said before this year that I thought Dave Doran was overrated and I thought he'd be the coach that would get fired first this year in the ACC. And I had to say, I was completely wrong. He's done an excellent job with NC State. They beat Liberty, a top 25 team. That's a second top 25 win this year. So props to him. I thought they looked really good out there. On top of that, we had uh, Pitt uh, demolish Virginia Tech. Uh, this is a lot. That Virginia Tech loss for Boston College gets worse and worse every week. Because Virginia Tech looked like a top-15 team when they beat BC. And since then, they have completely fallen apart. To the point where you're reading their beat writers all talking about Justin Fuente getting fired. They're going to have a new coach. The fan base is completely fed up with them. And, and to their point, Virginia Tech has looked really bad. <laughs> you know, they let up 45 points to a real not a very good Pittsburgh team on Saturday. And look looked like they basically just kind of gave up. So that's going to be an interesting thing to watch. And um, you never know who they could go with. I've heard the name Shane Beamer, who would obviously be a great fit. That's Frank's kid uh, over at Virginia Tech. Uh, so there, there was another game there that uh, I thought was interesting to watch. The other game, that was it for the ACC. The other game I had wa- I watched a couple other games. I watched Georgia find their quarterback, who J.T. Daniels, who did a nice job against Mississippi State. The game I really wanted to comment on, was Northwestern and Miss, Wisconsin, which was the most Big Ten game ever. For most of this game, it was just punt, 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 punt. Uh, no, neither team could do anything on offense. Uh, Northwestern scored on a f- or got to the ball to the one on a flea flicker on, you know, Northwestern's offensive coordinator Mike Bajakian. If you remember, was Boston College's offensive coordinator last year. But it was just ugly game to watch, and. After the game, I thought the media was all over both of their defenses for being so great, and I agree they did play really well. I watched that game, and I said to myself, Boston College could beat either of these teams. I I honestly think BC could beat Northwestern and could beat Wisconsin. I was not impressed with either of them on offense. I thought their offenses were both very pedestrian, to be gentle. Neither of them had much of a passing offense, and their defenses were pretty good, but I couldn't – differentiate what was good defense versus their offense was awful. So I just watched that game and said, you know, these are two top 15 teams. I think BC could beat either of them. So, you know, when we talk bowl projections, I would love to see Northwestern or Wisconsin play BC because I think we could beat, we could beat either of them. Uh, Indiana almost beat Ohio state. That was a great game. And Rutgers talk about Rutgers. Rutgers almost beat Michigan. They took, Took them to three overtimes before Michigan took them down, but Rutgers looks like a program on the rise. So in terms of recruiting, that's an interesting one to watch. On Wednesday this week, I'm going to have Eric Hofstess in, and we are going to break down the Louisville game, and I'm going to have him break down the Boston College Villanova game that's coming up on Wednesday on um, Wednesday evening as well. So you're going to want to make sure you're there for that. While we have you here, let's talk about Bill Bar. Built Bar is an amazing, delicious, flavored bar that's covered in chocolate. Now, when I say delicious, listen to some of these flavors they offer. Cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake, apple almond crisp. Crisp, excuse me. Do you want something that tastes like a Thanksgiving treat? Try the apple almond crisp. And they have all the things that you want if you're a health-conscious lady or guy. You're gonna lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious high fi- high fiber treat. It has let's look at the coconut almond: 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams net carbs. Where are you gonna beat that? Eating a salad, yeah, you could do that, but it's not gonna be as delicious as a coconut almond bar. Now, now, Built Bar has a deal for you. If you order now. There's a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. So go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code on for 20% off at builtbar.com. Now, we're talking football today, but later on tomorrow, you're going to not want to miss this. We're going to talk about basketball. And if you like basketball like I do, you do not want to miss Locked On Celtics, hosted by John Corrales. He is one of the best podcasters in the New England area, and he'll break down Boston Celtics like you will not believe. With the news of Gordon Hayward signing with Charlotte and all the Tristan Thompson coming to the Celtics, check out Locked On Celtics to get John's perspective. He's the first guy I go to when I want to know what is going on with the Celtics. But we're going to talk more about football for a second because also, again, it's a weekend. You're crazy. You're thinking there's not, not going to be a lot of news, but there was. And this weekend, Boston College lost a recruit and gained a recruit. So at the end of last week, Marvin Martin – I know a lot of people joked about his name, Marvin Martian. I Believe me, when I was writing for BC – when I wrote for BC Bulletin and was breaking down his, his recruitment – I kept writing Marvin Martian, and I had to go back and go, no, that's not his name. Well, Marvin Martin from Texas decommitted from Boston College because he started getting a ton of Big 12 offers. He's a Texas kid. He lived in Mississippi. It made sense. He'll probably end up at another school down there. Um, Well, he's a safety that gave them a spot. And this weekend, Boston College flipped a recruit from Virginia Tech to the Eagles. His name is Sean Asbury, and he's from Virginia. So again, he's in Azar Abdul Rahim uh, recruit. He, again, was supposed to go to Virginia Tech. He ends up at Boston College. Why is this a big deal? Because this is the second Power 5 school that Boston College has flipped a kid from in this recruiting class just itself. They've already flipped Clinton Burton Jr. from Florida. Now they got one flipped from Virginia Tech. Shows what Jeff Hathley is able to do because before this – when a kid would commit to a bigger school, Steve Adazio, Frank Spaziani, whoever before him, basically you could write that in stone that most likely that kid was not going to end up here. This seems like it's just a, a, a challenge for Halfley. Halfley's team and his of, of staff just go out there and they just grab who they want and they're going to battle for the kids that other schools get that they still want. Now, Asbury, only a three-star, which is fine, he had offers though he had you know Virginia Tech, he had Pitt, Temple, he had a few other you know decent decent uh, offers. So BC immediately fixes the issue with Marvin Martin and gets themselves another safety hybrid. Uh, not hybrid, uh, a safety or defensive back. Now, I've read things on Asbury that show that he could really be a big steal for BC and here's the reason why. he was hurt last year so he didn't get to play a full season. I had heard some bigger schools really wanted to see him, but because of COVID, they haven't been able to get the film that they need. So Asbury could be, you know, if he comes back from that injury that he suffered in high school to what he was before, he could be that under the radar type of player that comes to the school and you go, holy moly, how did they get this guy? So as Sean Asbury, you can read all about it at bcbulletin.com. We have a whole write up and some you know, analysis on where he's at. In terms of recruiting, I know people are going to have questions about it. Drew Kendall, no clue if he's coming yet or not. Um, he's got a month, you know, National Signing Day. We're gonna we're gonna build up to that on on Locked On Boston College, but but if Drew is serious about recruit, you know, getting his commitment in before uh, National Signing Day, we'll find out in the next month. Now, I've also heard Trevin Wallace is not going to sign until February, so there's some more information that you're going to have to wait on because he's. He went up to a four-star recruit over uh, the last week, and he's the number 75 recruit in the country. So he's a big deal. I I honestly think he might even be bigger than Kendall. Uh, And he's got SEC schools sniffing around. We're going to have to keep an eye on Wallace. We're going to have to wait a little bit for him. So that's another one to watch. And George Rooks, four-star defensive lineman, has Michigan, who, as I just said, barely beat uh, Rutgers. Penn State, who lost to Iowa and is now 0-5, or BC in his top five three schools. So he's another one to watch. I have no read on where he's going to be, but he's someone you want to check out. So as I said, this week we're going to cover the Villanova game on Wednesday. We're going to cover some hockey. We're going to cover the Louisville game. I only have three more shows to go, though, because this week I'm not going to have a show on Thursday. AJ Black gets Thursday off for Thanksgiving to celebrate with family, mostly by Zoom. And there won't be a show on Thursday, but we'll have a show, as I said, on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday this week. So if you have any questions, please find me on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC. You can follow our site, uh, the podcast Twitter at Locked on, uh, BC on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook at Boston College SI and you can I am the editor and publisher of bcbulletin.com. Please stop by, become a commenter, leave your thoughts there because we love to hear what you have to say. So I'll be back tomorrow. We're going to be talking about Louisville. We're going to be talking about Villanova. Thank you all for listening, and if you haven't already, please go to Apple Podcasts, rate us, and give us a five-star review. Take care, everyone, and I'll see you again soon.